Okay, guys, welcome to episode nine of the BJJ Story and Podcast. We have a very special guest, Matthew Barr. Um, again, always, um, Eduardo is back here again. Again, we'll just quickly introduce everyone. Eduardo is a fourth degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. We, I'm also a black belt. I'm actually a first degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu now. And um, Matt Barr is a brand new black belt also at um, Gaha um, Gym in Queensland. Kelvin Grove HQ. And again, we always generally start with like a real basic question, but like just introduce yourself a little bit and kind of like, um, like also introduce how you kind of led to starting Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Like, when did you start? Were there particular reasons why you started? We'll start with this question as like an introduction and then we'll kind of go from there. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm from Brisbane, uh, born and bred. Yeah. And I grew up playing a lot of sports. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty big part of my life. So when I was much younger, I, I was a swimmer. And yeah. then I progressed into a rugby union and played rugby through all my childhood. And yeah. then also tennis as well. So yeah. sports has always been a pretty big part. What, like what ages one. did you start? Like did you start with one of them first or were they all... Were um, all swimming. Like- I was swimming since I was four. And then I was, you know, as I got a bit older, you know, even before the age of 10, I started competitively swimming. So... Yeah. That was to the point of, you know, getting up, training in the morning before school, then yeah, yeah. after school finished, Very training early. back to the pool again. Um, and then about seven years old, I started playing rugby. Yeah. Um, played that till I was 18. Um, and that was through my local junior rugby club. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, also high school rugby, well, uh, school rugby as well through junior school and, and high school. And then uh, tennis was another big one that I played. And I, that was probably the most competitive I played where I okay. actually travel around and, and do tournaments. Yeah. Um, Did you? So that was like through a club or like a personal thing? I played. Like I played through a club. So I played through a number of different clubs um, on the north side of Brisbane, and then uh, through school as well. So that that was probably the most competitive I played, competitive level I played yeah. sports. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot of like state and national tournaments, things like that. Um, but then I sort of. I don't know, I just didn't really... When did, when did you start, like, so, when did you start jiu-jitsu in that kind of, like, timeline? Jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Um, so, jiu-jitsu, I started after high school, so I was 19. Okay, 18. so, already after playing all these other sports. Yeah, so, I had stopped playing sport, and I was, you know, I was still into, like, fitness, and I was going to the gym, and lifting weights, and, um, yeah, so, after that, I sort of, you know, I got a bit bored of just the, the standard going to the gym and yeah. lifting weights to look good. So I decided to uh, start jiu-jitsu. But before that, when I was in high school, um, and it's a pretty stock standard, like, uh, stories, you know, watching the UFC and then yeah, trying yeah. to get that interest. So I started watching UFC when I was, like, 14. And actually, at the age of 15, I went and trained at an MMA gym yeah. in, uh, in Brisbane. Um, I trained there for about a year. And it was, it was a different time than I think where it was a lot more... The guys are going to those sort of gyms are, you know, rough and tough. Yeah. Um, the gym itself is a pretty competitive MMA gym, so there's a lot of focus on on just the fighters yeah. themselves. So it probably wasn't the best environment maybe as a young kid to, like, learn um, to learn how to, to do MMA, I guess. But I always – I did prefer the, the grappling aspect of it. Yeah. So I, I wrapped up there and, and it, that, was, that was in high school and then uh, took a couple of years off and – away from it and then all of a sudden I just thought you know what I'm just going to come down to Gaha and try this jiu-jitsu stuff what made you pick Gaha? Um, honestly probably just the proximity to where I was living Um, you know I didn't really know much about 
the level of training or anything else that it was like jujitsu. Okay, it's ten minutes down the road. I'm gonna go there, and then you know you go in there, and there's you know a couple of black belts, Wado, Hikado. Remember Hikado as well? Yeah, he course. was there at the time. Um, and then uh, yeah, so basically got got bitten by the bug, I guess, and yeah. it became like the, a, the, the funny like this this story like is very like um, common. Do you know what I mean? Like we've interviewed other people, like Tony, for example, and it has like a very very similar layout like somebody that started something competitive or sports and Tony was the same with swimming you know starting from four or five years old swimming and you know I mean training super hard getting up super early in the morning going and training late in the afternoon blah 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 blah. like man just this discipline to go there and do that and I just think it's a it's an interesting parallel to draw for guys that end up getting good at jiu-jitsu or end up doing well in in like a lot of different areas in their life have the same kind of layout or the same kind of framework for like when they started earlier in their life. You know what I mean? It's, mm. For me, it's it's an interesting thing to kind of start to notice about a lot of people for whatever reason, like but, being exposed to um, challenge and, and failure and things like that early on through sports for some reason leads to people being doing better in life. But it, and there's also <laughs> the other aspect as well, which is like you see that, when they start early or, or, or when they have that feeling about doing a sport, how that make them feel like better. So even yeah. like a guy that does any other sport, when they stop doing nothing, they feel, I, I have this sensation, if you don't do nothing, you want to do something like in any kind of sport just to make you feel good. It's part of a lack of life balance. And there's many people that never tried before sports and they will try maybe at 25, maybe at 30 and when they come, they're like, oh, my God, they have that endorphin coming on them. And they just go, oh, this is amazing, you know. I think that's important. Yeah, I definitely think growing up playing sports, you sort of just carry that, you know, such a part of your life that mm. as you get older and, you know, unless a lot of people will quit sports because as you get older, unless there's like a, you're doing it professionally, yeah. life gets in the way. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's sports has always been a big big aspect of my life and so important. So I think that's what's led me to be, once I trained jiu-jitsu and fell in love with it, is, you know, it's become such a massive part of my life. I think a lot of people, um, look, I don't like, there's not like a political statement or whatever, but I think a lot of people, um, particularly young guys, you know what I mean, lose like their ability or they're told not to like focus on being too masculine that's that's what i see happening even with like the boys that come here from school and stuff like that and i think they need to have an outlet that they can be aggressive or they can be um you know like you know not not violent but like they're they're releasing this frustration that they have as a as a person and there's not many outlets where you can do that safely and comfortably and, and it's an acceptable scenario except a lot of this sports stuff like playing rugby and man it's it's common to do aggressive stuff in rugby that's what it is and it's okay and it's you're allowed to do that as long as it's within the rules obviously and blah 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 but I think like people particularly guys this is my opinion again I think most dudes Right, or boys or, or teenage guys and stuff like that ha- don't have an outlet for this type of frustration that builds within young boys, you know what I'm saying? And for whatever reason, you, what you learn through sport and particularly through jiu-jitsu is how to channel that energy into something positive, into something that you can use to improve yourself as a person or, or develop and evolve in different aspects of your character. And 
for people that don't figure this stuff out until they're 25 and things like that, it's great that they figure it out at that age. But a lot of people never get the opportunity or they're never exposed to how to learn how to harness their emotions and push it into things productively. And I think, in my opinion, that's why this pattern shows all the time. You know what I mean? This pattern of, of um, you know, starting sports young and, and being competitive and, you know, through that com- competition, you're going to fail at things. You're going to... You're going to make mistakes, you're going to lose, you're going to have all these things and you're going to overcome challenges. And through that, you start to learn how to channel your emotions into things positively. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's something that I think is super interesting to kind of like, the more we talk with a lot of the guys here that end up getting to black belt or on their way to getting there, it's always a very similar story all the time. True. You know I mean? Yeah. Matt, um, <laughs> well, in saying, in talking about black belts, you recently become a black belt. Um That was amazing. Um, you had an amazing speech, by the way. I, man, I was thrilled about it. Um, I think you connected all aspects of uh, for people that are speech for the people that just aren't aware. Like, what what do you do here? They'll have a tradition at Gaha. Yeah, it's a very traditional um, belt. belt ceremony. You know, you get awarded your black belt. Jiu-Jitsu takes a long time, and after that, you 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 get graduated, and then you put the belt. So like your coach will put the belt on you, and uh, Perhaps in a black belt, they're probably going to say something about yourself and uh, the coach words. And then after that, you're going to have a speech. You're going to do a speech for everyone else that's on the grading day uh, together with you or your, all the other students. But I just want to go through it. Like, what was your, um, what was your, like, what is, where was it, how does it feel? Because uh, for me, it's been a long time, right? And it's such a, an achievement, right? Like personal achievement. Um, just because it is extremely uh, hard to get to that mm-hmm. position, right? There's a lot of effort. Like university, you might finish in five years. You know, black belt, you might take 10, maybe more time. And, is you know, there's battles with injuries. There's battles with, you know, um, moving and working, lifestyle balances, etc. So well, how does it feel uh, at that moment to be uh, awarded a black belt? What does it, it feel, the journey as well? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was obviously super special, um, you know, Everyone, I guess, when you when you sort of first start, you, you look at this, like, the black belts as, like, you know, oh, it's that's so far down the road. It's hard to achieve. It's just you don't even think you could ever get to that point. Um, but it, it's funny you say that. As I started to get better at jiu-jitsu and progress through the belts, it was the less I became focused on the actual achieving of the belt, the more I became focused on, on just getting better at jiu-jitsu and, and the techniques. But... Yeah, it's like a it's a massive journey, and it's it's like a long it took a long time, and obviously it's something that I like worked pretty hard to get. Um, but at the same time, when I say I worked hard to get, it's I loved coming down here, so it was never really like something that I had to like grind through. It was I I look forward to coming down to jujitsu. So in that respect, it's it's not difficult because it's something that I love to do. So, um, but yeah, it was it, it felt pretty special. It was probably. Um, it's to me probably one of the biggest achievements I've ever I've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've I finished university and things like that, but I find that you can you can just sort of make your way through university or high school, whatever you want to call it. You know, by just doing the bare minimum at times and I agree. You know, just just pass. You, you just pass and mm-hmm. you make it through, and it's fine. <laughs> but 
jiu-jitsu is really hard in the in the sense that you you need to to be good i think you need to be able to like reflect on on your weaknesses mm-hmm. all the time and you need to be accountable for what they are and you need to you need to like um actively yeah you yeah. you you need to address those and you need to think about it outside mm-hmm. of the gym you can't it's not enough to just come down here and, and go through the techniques and drill the techniques and, and then roll you need to go home you need to go what did i do wrong today why did I get my guard passed like this? Why did I get swept? Okay, let's think about it and then go back to the next training and address it. And I think that's that's the the thing that jiu-jitsu has taught me the most um, is that, yeah, it's personal accountability, I suppose. Yeah. Well, um, well, being, uh, being your coach from the beginning, right? So uh, that was something that, insights that I had the other day when I was uh, thinking about some questions to ask you like uh, I remember at one point um, I, for example that this came really uh, vivid in my head at one point I was like talking uh, give you uh, feedbacks you know we train together or give you feedback um, and obviously the coach uh, in his heart he wants to make the person better you know and um, he's trying to give you, he's giving you feedback uh, in goodwill and uh I remember initially you have very like uh, you felt like uh, upset that you're getting that like you you're getting upset at, the, at one point like oh like you couldn't uh, really um, receive that and and transforming development right and there was one point which I could not pinpoint that point that's what I want to ask you that you changed and then you started to receive that information and be more thirsty. And understood that that was providing. That's what's going to be a way, another form of providing your development in BJJ. And then suddenly you become that very thirsty about knowledge and and open to and accountable. You know what I mean? Like to your development. And and when was the new opinion? When was that turning point? What happened? There was something a specific action that happened one day, or there was just something natural transition? Or um, I don't know if it was like a specific point. I think. Um, like, do you remember the belt? That that transformation. Like, I was talking to Anthony, maybe blue, maybe purple, but I, I, I honestly don't remember what was that. That's what I want to ask you. I'd say, I'd say, blue going into purple was when I started to really, um, really pick up on the techniques and started to sort of take what you would say. And I think at the beginning, yeah, I, I, like I probably wasn't that receptive of of the feedback because I, I felt personally like attacked. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I think that's more, it can come down to like a maturity thing. You know, I was still, you know, 19, 20 at, at the time. So um, as I've gotten older, you sort of realise that you begin to appreciate these people just telling it how it is. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you can, at the end of the day, like if you're doing something wrong and the black belt's telling you doing something wrong, you can either go, you know, take, you know, get offended and go, oh, I suck, this and that. Or you can go, all right, well, I suck. Well, I, well, I'm not doing this right. I need to change it. And I think that comes down to, you know, developing maybe a thicker skin or, um, yeah, just being more receptive to, to criticism, I suppose. I think, like, you kind of said it before, though, as well. Like, you actually said it before in the last question. You said at some point in time, your goal changed. It wasn't about, like, getting this belt or getting this thing or getting this accolade or level of status. It was just about, like, my goal was just to improve and to get better. And I think that is probably at the same 
time that that happened is when you also become more receptive to, and it could be maturity and, and like, like yeah. evolving as a person and all that type of thing or understanding like the reality of jiu-jitsu. And I think like for me, the coolest thing about jiu-jitsu is how it has, there's no bullshit. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter your doctrine or ideology of what you think is, is, is the way of living or life is like this or things like that. It does not matter doesn't matter if you're this um, ethnicity or this ethnicity. Jiu-Jitsu works like this for everybody. And unless you do that, you don't have success. Unless you do that and unless you do exactly what Matt said before is you go and, and, and magnify your flaws and actively work on improving them, you don't get better. You don't improve. And it's not about how you feel. It's not about how you think. It's not about what color the sky is. And it's, it's not, not about, about how the, you want all the people to think about you. Yeah, There's correct. nothing and to it, do it's that. Not, it's got nothing to do with your pride or any of this emotional stuff. It, it works like this. And it's completely honest in that way. And that's the beauty that I find in jiu-jitsu is there's nothing more honest in the world than this thing because it doesn't matter any of these variables or uh, situational things. This is how it operates. This is how it works. And if you if you take the time to understand that, you can achieve the things that you want. And for me, that's beautiful because you give people the ability to control life, which is normally uncontrollable. Yeah, I, th I feel like this is a big issue with, especially like you know the white the white belts or beginning on the journey is they're they're all about getting the the colored belt moving up. And oh, up big time! And it, it, the issue with folk, it, I mean, it's not. Bad to focus on that. I mean, everyone does it, I suppose. It's just that it's if that's extent. the only goal, it doesn't yeah, last. Yeah, you get your blue yeah. belt, now what? You, you know, you're, you still well, got you're yeah. seven years, eight years away from getting a blue Like, you, you, that can't be the focus. The The focus should be getting better at jiu-jitsu and then the belts will eventually reflect that. Yeah. But Do you agree with that? the fact that for you to get better in jiu-jitsu, right, you're going to have to work on your weaknesses, you're going to have to keep thinking and you're going to have to open up... Um, and that'll be your, your jiu-jitsu at short term. With Mike, there's a big chance they'll get worse because you're not going to be oh, using yeah. your best, best game, your A game, because you'll open up. But I don't think that's getting worse, and that's the common problem yeah. that people have. Like, they're focused on results, and the problem is is when you focus on results, whether I won or I lost, it's I guess, not that it's getting worse. You, you just well, suffering. Well, seem to get worse at first. <laughs> But you, 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 because you, you're you, losing, but you know, you're what I mean? lapidating that's, that's the, idea. Um, the, the, the much bigger, broader, like Correct. technical yourself, your, you know, your best version. So, the funny thing is, is actually you're improving, you're just suffering the consequence, correct? Of and you're not looking yeah, good for uh, you, you know, you might not feel great, you know, people might not feel great, mm. but uh, yeah, you only you don't feel great if you, you care about the results in the sense that if you go, well, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna try whatever position that I don't usually do and I might get my guard passed 50 times but if you don't care and you know in your head you're like man I'm taking risks and I'm, I'm trying to get better at this yeah. and you understand that yes at the start you're not good at it and you, you know you're going to suffer the consequences in terms of them passing the guard or whatever that may be mm. but if you know if you know in your head at the time the end result is I'm going to get better at this position and eventually I'm gonna, this will be part of my game then it, it doesn't really that, see, that's never really bothered me. Like, I've never had a issue with trying new things and I haven't don't care too much about if I get my guard, if it doesn't work in if training. You, if you lose. Like, so yeah. you, you learn how to put your pride aside, which is almost impossible for a lot of people. Yeah, and even, I mean, like, I'm, not, I'm not perfect. Like, even times like, oh, man, I get, I get mad if I make a mistake and things like that. But ultimately, I think you 
have to come to training, and Anton always touches on this at, at training, is the, the purpose of coming here to train is skill acquisition. It's not to win. This isn't the World mm. Championships. This mm. isn't a competition. And I think Anton is an is a active example like that someone that's actually in training trying to develop techniques all over and over yeah. and different, going exploring and try to lapidate them, you know, like so... That for us is a great influence itself, you know what I mean? And, and it feeds the because because he keeps it fresh and because you try new things, it keeps jujitsu fresh and it makes you want to come back. Yeah, enjoyable. Whereas if you do the same thing over and over, you got your three positions that you do over and over again, then it gets boring and stale. So I feel yeah. like the the more risk you take in training and trying new things out, the more fresh and interesting it becomes, and then it that's when you get really addicted, and that's when you want to come back and you want to get better at it. And then eventually you've got, you know, a number of different positions you're quite you're competent at. And then and then you move on to the next things or you try new things out and, and bring back positions you used to do. And that's, um, I think that's that's why I felt like I am addicted to jiu-jitsu and, and keep coming back uh, year after year is because I keep it, I try to keep it fresh. Anyway. Yeah, and you're exploring and you're trying well, new that's stuff right. and you're yeah. evolving and learning. Like for, for some of the guys, like because... You you were saying before, like, you know, it's harder for a lot of the white belts and blue belts, but it's not only harder for them. Like, there's guys here that have been training for eight years, 10 years, like, way longer, you know, than 12 years, you know, even longer, whatever, that still struggle with that part of their pride. Like, what, like do you have any advice for people that don't know how to put their pride aside? And I'm like you said before, I'm ultra competitive. You know what I mean? I'm ultra competitive. I don't like losing. I don't enjoy being beaten by somebody or getting my guard passed or whatever, but I still understand that to improve in jiu-jitsu, improve in skills, you are going to have to put your pride aside and accept what that what that means. And a lot of the ta- time, that means you are going to lose, that you are going to tap, that you are going to fail. And uh, you can like, weigh in on, on it as well. Like, what do you guys think about... Because people will go to the grave over their pride. This is the crazy thing. They're working against themselves because they want to keep their pride intact. And it's not worth it. And the thing is, is like in, in all scenarios, whether it's jiu-jitsu, business, relationship, whatever, pride is what, man, people hold on to to the end of their life. And some people take that to the grave. They go all the way until the rest of their life, until, you know, they're 50, 60, they can't do the thing they wanted anymore, it's impossible, and it's too late, and now they want to change. And, this, like, how... What's some words of advice that you can but help I just think, like, um, <clears throat> you, having to deal with pride is, you know, you know, you get beaten on a Tuesday night, it was Tuesday 6 o'clock, guess what? Nobody cares. Yeah, like, no who cares. cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> True. Do you think you're going to look back in five years' time, six years' so time, true. and remember that time you got beaten by someone? That you you think you're better than yeah. no no one cares. I and mean, the other thing, when you now now you you doing you coaching as well. Like it, people think that oh oh what the coach could think the coach also doesn't care. He doesn't even, that he doesn't even see it. He doesn't, he doesn't even if he see yeah. he understands that it's a much broader thing than that, my friend. It's yeah. one specific role yeah. on an obscure night and training. And you're trying. Who cares? No one cares. But they care, and this is the problem. I don't know what it's and, and this is advice that you can take into anything. Like sometimes, like for example whether it's relationship whether it's business there's times you have to apologize there's times that you have to you know take back the thing that you're doing that's overly aggressive whatever and we had Munsuk here talking um you know in our last podcast about how he's had that same mindset in business and he has to deal with people when he takes over companies and businesses and things like that 
and he has to be nice to them. He can do it in an aggressive way or he can do it in a nice way. And he puts his pride aside and goes, I'm not going to be horrible in this opportunity. I choose to be a decent person and I choose to do this as amicably as possible. And for, for some people, it's just really, really hard to put that aside because they've built their life on this pride. My pride is, is me. My yeah. pride is everything. And I'm going to go to the grave for that pride. And unfortunately... 20 years later, 30 years later, if they ever recognise it, they realise that it was a mistake. But the problem is, is people generally only find out at the end. They find out when it's too late to change or they find out when it's yeah. too hard to, to adjust. Yeah, you need to, you need to like what you said, like, like get, let go of that pride. So you need to understand, like, it's up to the, the student themselves, but at the end of the day, you can't... Do you think that's something you had naturally going into it though? Or is it something that you developed while doing jiu-jitsu? Like. I'd say at the start, like what I said when, when he would give me advice and I'd almost be like, oh, you know, he thinks I suck, this yeah. and that, and you, you can go into this like negative spiral. I don't know, I think, I, yeah, as I as I progress, you just sort of begin to understand that you don't really know that much and you can either just keep doing the same things that you're doing and hope for the results or you can listen to what the more experienced coaches say to you and, mm. and take that on board and, and try to address it and um, I honestly think it is like the, the biggest thing that holds people's development back is, is the, what the ego or, or the pride is for sure it's because they think you know they, they can't they can't accept the fact that they're going to lose in training it's you have to you just have to understand that nobody cares mm. and just let it go and, and the, the goal is to get better mm. I think the funny thing is, is like, life's actually easy. It's people that are complicated. You know what I mean? Like, you can you can listen to a podcast, or you can have someone describe how things work to you, and it's easy to understand. But to go and do that in practice with your own emotions and all your own problems and all the things that you contribute to that thing is what makes it complicated. Because if you look at jujitsu black and white, there's not really that many things to understand. It's like a few different ways your body moves it the mechanics of your body and, and a few different understandings of this and that. And outside of that, you're doing the same thing over and over and over. But when, once you add all of this, and, and like I'm oversimplifying it, obviously, it is complicated and, and, it, and it is highly technical and all these things, but like the most difficult part of jiu-jitsu, aside from the skill itself, is the thing that people need to work on to be decent at anything, which is themselves. And nobody focuses much on that. You know what I mean? That's always something that you can just push off and blame other people for. You know what I mean? Like, and it's the, the beautiful thing about this is it's not just this mindset is not just applicable for jujitsu. And this is what, as I've been on this journey, what I've come to realise is like no matter what pursuit you do, mm. you need to have the mindset, like the beginner's mindset of mm. I don't know anything. That's okay. But what am I going to do tomorrow that can you know at least get me? It's just incremental, inc- like yeah, incremental better. changes, incremental. One percent better. Yeah, one percent better, and then over the course of ten years or one year or one month, that compounds, and then you're going to be, what? you know, so much better than what you were when you first started. It's funny, like uh, this is has my next question is a bit like uh, you. You probably mentioned touch a few points here about this, the question, but essentially, like how there there are certain values and aspects that you you if there are any, let me know if that you can use in your personal life or in your work environment. You know, I know you work in corporate. Like, what are the aspects that you um, can take from jiu-jitsu that actually helps you in life? 
or work? Um, I'd say probably like decision making uh, under pressure, things like that. So the biggest, the most difficult thing about a beginner starting jiu-jitsu I find would be dealing with the, the stress and the chaos of it all yeah. and then, you know, rationalising what's actually going on. And then as you get better at it, it becomes more mechanical. It's less chaotic. You, you learn to breathe, you learn to relax, and then you learn to sort of address what's in front of you. So that that sort of skill set, I think, can be applied to no matter what situation you're in, whether it's work or, or personal life, being able to sort of just relax on it, like sort of take the breath, take a step, and then sort of just deal with what's actually in front of you as opposed to getting, you know, caught up in the moment. Emotionally Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a funny story like De La Riva, which is uh, not a, it's a, it's a, a person, right? It's a very famous master in Brazil. Uh, had an amazing guy that was called De La Riva. Um, and he used to say when he started training really young, you know, and he was doing really well, he said like what jiu-jitsu had to, the values it took to your life. And he said, when, when I was young, I used to go shopping and I had a hard time to pick to decision make which 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 trousers are gonna buy, and then after start doing jujitsu, I go no, this one okay, let's go. You know, like yeah. that's uh, how he put it. I found made it more decisive. Funny. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, definitely. I think jujitsu as well has like made me a much more confident person. Um, I, I I wouldn't know how it would be personality wise without it now, without having done jujitsu. Um, and it's not so much confidence in the the physical aspect of like oh I know how to like grapple, uh-huh. but it's more the confidence that I got. Because jiu-jitsu is like a, a difficult skill to acquire. To believe in yourself. Well, it's it's just given me perspective and it's given me the confidence to go, okay, so I've applied myself to this particular path and I have become competent at it and it's difficult. And I could, like, so now I look at things that potentially I want to do in, you know, employment-wise, career-wise, personal, like, personal life stuff, that if I apply the same thing, like that I sort of apply myself in that same way to no matter what pursuit I would um, pursue, I think that like uh, applying what I've learned in jiu-jitsu to whatever pursuit I, I go I go down, at least I'll be comp- I can become competent at a, a difficult pursuit. Yeah. It's given me sort of that confidence. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah, man, I, I don't really have too much to add to that. I think that's super accurate, like, and, and you notice this in the kids, you notice this in so many different adults in terms of confidence. It, it, it's, man, in my opinion, I always think it's got to do with the accountability and all the other stuff that we've talked about because you just start introducing a avenue for people to start to evolve as a human being. And it's a difficult avenue. I understand that, you know, it's worrying, it's scary, it's threatening and blah, blah, blah. And it is, you know, you put your pride's getting smashed all the time. It's always getting smashed. You know what I mean? doesn't matter how good you are at jiu-jitsu. Um, you, you're going to fail at techniques. You're going to miss opportunities to do submissions. You're going to get submitted yourself. They're going to pass your guard, whatever. And this is a tangible way um, of, you know, your challenges coming up that you have to address. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the reason why um, it's difficult for people to comprehend this stuff in other aspects of their life is because it's not so tangible. And that's why I always talk about sports all the time. Like, in my opinion, physical pursuits like sports, like um, jiu-jitsu, like boxing, like kickboxing, like rugby, are a tangible way to show you that you have flaws as a human being and you have to correct them and improve on them. And if you only, you know, do painting or this and that or blah, 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 and 
you know, you paint for yourself or you do this for yourself and there's no one else involved, you don't get the same feedback. Mm. Yeah. You don't get the same feedback that, you know, actually, this is not that good. Oh, this is not that good. Oh, this needs to get better. Oh, this, you need to paint like this to make it work better. Whatever. So, yeah, man, I just think it's such an important thing for anybody to commit to. You know what I mean? Like, male or female, whatever. I think particularly young guys like to figure this stuff out. Um, man, this is important. For, to building confidence to just evolving as a human being you know what I mean that's what I think anyway Matt you being um, actually like we're talking that same person that initially didn't want to receive much advice because you know it wasn't um, the right it, was, it wasn't uh, mature enough and he didn't know how to, de- to deal with it suddenly becomes a coach and he's doing a great job at giving the advice which I observed as well a lot of people give me this feedback like even in a training session, you, 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 you develop an amazing ability to give feedback to people and that's like shaping uh, the improvement, right? Um, just like I was trying to do with you and, um, and, 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 then, and you did it so well at absorbing all that that you're actually doing. What was the, um, how do you feel about these opportunities to be teaching here at Gaha? Again, you're doing a great job, you know, your classes are always full, people are looking forward to, you know, have, I think, uh, you probably did some coaching before for swimming. I think you mentioned that to me one day. Yeah. And that probably helps as well. You know, just the ability of being coaching something. And I think you, you uh, expose yourself when you talk to everyone. It's, uh, you know, it's super clear. Like you didn't have that um, trouble, initial trouble that people have, you know, when they start teaching, you know. Yeah. I, it's funny you say that. I, when I, looking back when I first started coaching compared to now, I definitely was not as good and I think coaching Normally. just like jiu-jitsu is just like a, is a skill yeah. and um, you know just because you're good at jiu-jitsu doesn't necessarily mean you're a good coach absolutely and that was the um, the biggest thing I the, the biggest struggle when I first started was you know I can show the positions but it's explaining why they work and why so that was the biggest hurdle I had to overcome and I think you know coaching has, has definitely helped my jiu-jitsu because you have to think about the positions on a deeper level as opposed to just doing them because that's how, you know, this position's done. You have to go, you have to actually think a step above that and go, this is why we do it. This is, the, this is why it works. And this is why you put your foot here. This is why you make a grip here because they can't post this way. So, um, I, and that, that obviously then that understanding and that way of thinking about positions then translates into improving your jujitsu itself. Um, so that I felt like that was the, Biggest hurdle to overcome was, um, well, speaking in front of a class as well. Mm. I mean, I don't, I mean, I've public done public speaking before, but never, never really taught in front of a group of adults. Um, but yeah, actually being able to explain why the positions work and then, um, that was, that was probably the biggest, the biggest hurdle. I definitely, yeah. I definitely agree with what you said about the technical acquisition or, or improvement from teaching there. Like you truly have to understand the, the, um, basis of jiu-jitsu in whatever scenario you're explaining because if you if you can't do that how can you explain that to somebody else how can you lead someone somewhere if you don't know yourself you know what I'm saying so um, in my I, I, like I'll, this happens to me often I'll start teaching something at the start of the week and by the end of the week I've got 15 different extra points that I want to mention because yeah. through the act of teaching it I learn to 20 different things that I also want to articulate and express. Now, obviously, 
in like a one hour class or an hour and 15 class, it's pretty difficult to do that. And that's why it's important that people come all the time because, you know, in this class, I'm going to explain yeah. this point, this point, this point. And just slowly, 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 you're giving all the information you have to other people. And um, I kind of talked with a few people about it. And um, I, for me, teaching's always been challenging um, for different reasons. Now it's gotten to a point where it's challenging because of what I'm talking about now. It's difficult for me to describe all of the things that I want to describe in like a one-hour class and particularly to describe it in a way that people can understand. And kind of like the easiest way to explain it is, you know, I talked with some guy in private that I was doing not long ago, and he's like, all right, you've got a master's degree in jiu-jitsu and we haven't even started high school yet. And you're trying to translate this information to me. And somehow you have to try and link that. Bridge the gap. Yeah, bridge the gap. And it's super difficult to do. And all you can do is, you know, your best to kind of, yeah, give it to them. And like you said before, it's just because you have a lot of knowledge doesn't mean you're a good coach. And that ability to transfer that information or bridge that gap is is what coaching is. Yeah. You know I mean, and it's funny, but, like at yeah. the start of the block when you're showing the positions, like when I when I would be teaching is compared to the end of the block, yeah. you just become so much better at it. More proficient. Well, yeah, technique. you're just more efficient. You've, yeah. you've sort of like, because, you know, the southern block, you'll show it and then you'll go with some details and then you, you drive it home that night. And, and go, them yeah. as well. They also become yeah, a lot yeah, more yeah. proficient yeah. than all these students. No, but we're just, you know, it's 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 nice to talk about because, man, we're not perfect. We don't know everything straight away. Like even, you know, I mean, everybody's a human being. You know I mean? Everyone is makes mistakes. Everyone's capable of doing the wrong thing and, and everyone is constantly learning, and that's the that's the cool thing about life in general. Like we're all, we're all open to learning and, and improving ourselves all the time, and we do it within our own teaching. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but but there's another aspect as well. That's it. Like um, we as coaches, you also have the the ability, like or you start developing this ability of understanding. Of course, like. It takes time. It's not one person will come to the first class and you'll be able to kind of grasp that. But you start understanding um, where that person, how that person takes, absorbs what you're showing. And, you know, and then what kind of feedback you can give to that person, like a bit more customized, where that person have more facilities to broaden up their game. So your advice will be more in that direction. That kind of uh, feeling it's like a you know like a soccer coach. You're looking at the person, go, oh, you're gonna play as in defense. Oh, you're gonna mm-hmm. be that kind of broader thing is also interesting, you know, because people learn different, and it's interesting to be able to see how this is a, a touch have a touch on that as well. You know, I, I agree with that, but I think people take too much ownership off of themselves and and place it on other people. You know what I mean? Like I think people need to be accountable for the fact that like you have to be coachable as a person. Like, you, you have to um, be able to receive information. Like, kind of like what you're saying. I mean, you developed through that. Everyone has to. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, because for sure. Most most people are not... Not everyone can be coachable. I agree yeah. with you. No, like, I, like, they have to change their mind. Most people are not going to be able to teach themselves. Most people can't be self-taught. And they, they don't have these skills to do that. Some people can. Some people, you know what I mean? Like, there's famous guys that, you know, taught themselves jiu-jitsu... You know what I mean? That become world champion level guys just going to YouTube and drilling with their mate or with their brother or whatever. Like, man, guys teach themselves great because this is a certain individual that's, you know, 1% that's dedicated, that's going to go there and do whatever it needs to be done to get to that point. The average person, man, you got to be coachable, dude. You got to listen 
to pick, like, for example, this is, and, and I get frustrated with this in the classes and there's so many different things that I struggle with in terms of coaching. Man, I get annoyed in the classes <laughs> when you explain the technique and people will go off and start talking to each other about the technique instead of asking you a question. And, man, I say it in the classes all the time, like, guys, if you understood the skills, if you knew all the same stuff, you would be here teaching the class and not me. But, you know I mean, you have the ability to ask the coach or talk to them and get the information you want. And that's something that sets Matt Bar apart. Man, at some point in time, I don't know at point, what point it was as a belt level, but, man, we train a lot. We've been training partners for a long time, and, and he's a similar size to me, and he's a very technical, skilled guy. He's improved so much over such a short period of time because of his change in attitude. But, man, what does he do? He comes and asks me all the time. Why? Yeah. Because I'm the one doing the techniques yeah. on him. Yeah. He doesn't go and ask the guy that's uh, another... That's funny when a white belt, belt that, asks another guy yeah, that's man, a white belt that's been here yeah. for a week. And yeah. the guy, the guy asks, is the guy taken? And you just look like, man... Or, or they start sharing... And, and I'm not saying that... I'm not deterring people from sharing information and, and doing that stuff. But, all right, before you ask any questions, before you talk to each other and share techniques, do the work... Do the work. You can't come here, drill three times, and then start spitballing ideas and yeah. you know workshopping a technique. You can't even do it yet. You can't. You haven't even attempted I, to I do it. I have a saying that I I, I I created. That's like before you start showing, man, you have to be doing at training with like yeah. many different guys in, li- in, in real life. Yeah. You're doing all the time. If you master that, all right, now you can start showing. And that's the same for the guy that's asking. Ask the guy that's doing with you five times right. in a row, like right. because he knows how to do the position. Yeah. You know, don't ask someone that you know never done it. But man, I just think in general, like before you ask any questions, do some work, man. Do some work. True, true. Like you know what I mean? Like people will drill a technique one time and they're already oh, but you know if I put my leg like this, and what's the purpose of this? You're wasting your time, man. Do it three thousand times, and then when you go and try it live and you have some mistakes and stuff like that, all right, let's adjust and correct. But man. The first thing you're already doing is wanting to talk before doing any work. Come on. Mm. You're not serious about getting yeah, good. It's, it's funny when you see, you know, because the class, you know, in our class, mm. you're, what, half an hour drilling, you know. Yeah, Matt. You're yeah. showing, you're showing, oh, the half hour drilling part, you're, you're 10 minutes of you talking. 10, 15 minutes of talking. Man, you got a finite time. Yeah. Just rep it out. you got to get the yes, reps. The, get your work done. That's yeah, right. Don't man. talk, just reps. Boom. You know what I mean? But it's much But also easier, the responsibility yeah. to put that in training, that's the only themselves can do it. That's yeah, the yeah. hardest thing. That's accountability. Take, it's not a drill, all right, but now you have to try and train. And guess what? It's a lot harder. So you're going to have to... Yeah, like, that's why it's so important you, you do the drills. Do you know exactly. what I mean? It's so hard to do a live training. You can't even do exactly. it more than 10 times on the guy when he's helping you. How are you going to improve, man? And you have to do it tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I, like, I remember... Um, like it's it's very important like people don't take that like how much you think about jiu-jitsu how much you drill like man you can always stay for 10 minutes and drill the technique but people they want to show the new technique the cool stuff they never yeah. drill what they need yeah like this is a, a something that i always criticize you know like but that's just the same thing we talked about before about not putting their pride aside like they're, they're, they're so caught up in their own pride and their own idea of themselves or, like, their image, which is, man, this is the modern landscape of people. Image is the most important thing now, not reality. Reality is something that's, eh, it's 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 unflattering reality. No one wants unflattering. Everyone wants the most beautiful, amazing glory. Yeah. And the, un, the unfortunate thing is if you get caught in that trap, which most of us do, 
you don't have the outcomes you want. And and like you saying, Matt, like the for you, like the, the beauty, uh, the, the pleasure of being training now, it's like exactly to open up and try new things. I have the same thing. For me, a great day on the mat would be if I was able to do something that I haven't done before proficiently. Yeah, like so it could did, be a, I defend in a triangle in a different way that I used to, or I've done it like a pass in a different way. That for me is like brings like, but to do that, Again, you or have a rolling to drill. back take from the half guard. Rolling back take from the <laughs> half guard and make it laugh, man. That's that's priceless. Well, that, you got to take mean? your little victories. Hey, yeah, so yeah. like, I mean, when I roll with Anton, I mean, the outcomes it's the same. Yeah. I get beaten every roll, yeah. but I sometimes, you know, I'll yeah, go home and I go good position. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll go home and go. Oh, I went, you know, only went to his back. Yeah, and I put him on the bottom. Yeah, I'm gonna. I love the word when I went with when I train Fanta. I love the word nearly. Oh, nearly. Nearly, <laughs> which yeah. doesn't count. <laughs> but no, yeah. But anyway, like you know, the funny thing, I this is the other thing too. You can tap, and it happens to me. Like, and that, that's the thing that happens to you too. Like, for I'll give you a couple of examples. But like, from getting so many like uh, stimulus from Anton, like now because you you receive so many, you understand the timing to do it as well. Do you know what I mean? Like. For me, passing a guy like putting my hip and getting heavy. Now you do that all the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that—that that is the lesson just in itself. Like you learn, you, you <laughs> suffer so much, you learn. You know, uh, big time. If you open for it, right? If you have yeah, the right 100%. mindset. That, I remember when I first started here as a blue belt. Why do you think I'm so good at getting out of the side control, man? Do you know what I mean? Like I, I have a—I think it's very, very difficult to hold me in the side control. Why, man? Your side control is heavy as hell. Your side control is so powerful. But I got good at getting out of there. I'm not yeah. letting you get there. Yeah. And That's what makes you skillful. That's what makes you good at jiu-jitsu. Not because you want to, by default, man. Otherwise, it's going to stay there and choke you and smash you or get your arm, whatever. So you have to figure out, you have to be super, super accurate and go, all right, how am I going to address this flaw, this problem, this issue? And it doesn't stop at jiu-jitsu. That continues when you go home. That continues next week, next month, next year. You got to, you got to go home and do your own homework. You got to work on yourself every day. And if you're not willing to do that, then stay average. And that's unfortunate, but that's how it is. I like, you know, like, for example, I remember vividly that when I used to train, like, there wasn't many black belts, right? And you train for that black belt, it's such a, it's such a, a privilege uh, because you're training with someone that's technical, so you're going to get an array of techniques that's going to be displayed against you. And if you don't worry about the results... Like, you just worry about what's happening there. You'll be training jiu-jitsu with that person. So you have a great opportunity to learn. And I remember, like, in the culture of jiu-jitsu, when you finish the train, you say, oh, thank you very much. Like, with a black belt, you'll be like, man, th thank you so much. And people now, not, not everyone, but some people, when they started, they go, I'm going to beat this guy. Man, you're not going to see what's happening. Guess exactly. what? Yeah. He's yeah. going to beat you 20 times, but you, didn't, you lost the great opportunity to see what happened because he was actually beating you with jiu-jitsu. It was the most technical, skillful guy or great, greatest opportunity you had to learn, you know? So, yeah, and that's just, again, getting out of the mindset of, of trying to win or trying to get the result as opposed to trying to see what's actually first, happening yeah. in front of you right now. And you're like, Why are they beating you yeah, as opposed to, yeah. oh, they're beating me. The exactly. What are they? Absolutely. Yeah. I know, man, that battle of the pride, man, that's the, that's the biggest, and that, that's uh, the biggest obstacle in jiu-jitsu in my opinion, man. True. Like, there, there's, there's other obstacles that are difficult to understand, but like, The other ones are much more addressable, like, because they're technical, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can learn to, to understand the technical stuff better, always. 
you, you, you're always going to be able to do that because it's it's like mathematics. It's like, uh, you know, a, you know, Pythagoras, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Like you can learn the formula. This thing to do with addressing yourself, there's no formula for that. It's very, very difficult. That takes years and years of focusing on that and going, look, I do have this issue. You know, oh, you know, I'm a bit angry. I need to work on that. Oh, I'm a bit, you know, proud. I'm, you know, I'm too focused on winning and losing. My pride is really damaging me. That takes years of work, man. It takes years of your own yeah. work to go home. And like I said, not, not one day, not one week, not one year. It takes until you figure out how to address that. And that's going to be a constant battle for the rest of your life. But that feeling is going to eat you alive. Like you, tr like you train well, you go, I call happy days, you know, and you train bad, you go devastated at home. This is going to make jiu-jitsu unpleasant at one yeah, point. Man, that makes so life if you don't change Exactly. And you take to other, other walks of life, you take yeah. to unpleasant life. Like you have to learn, you have to be happy to have lessons. You know what I mean? And address it. Think about it, you know? But, but nobody does the work, man. That's the problem. Like, Nobody, like, people always talk about doing the work because it's easy to say that. Yeah, you know, I'm, I've been working on the half guard for three years. All right, what sweep do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know, I've been, you know, I've been working on myself. Oh, what have you been doing? Oh, you know, I, uh, 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 I wrote down, you know, my feelings in a book. Yeah. What did, what did that produce over this amount of time? What, what's the work? What are you doing? What's actually, what do you got to present? You know what I mean? Are you researching how things work? Are you researching your jiu-jitsu? Are you doing your stuff at home every day? Are you doing your stuff at home every week? Man, I'm the same. I always complain about injuries. I don't stretch enough. That's my fault. It's not your fault. Mm. It's not my mum's fault. It's not the universe's fault. It's my fault. Mm. I'm not stretching enough. That's why I get injured. Mm. I need to correct that. I need to work on that. And I do my best and I, you know, suffer with it. And I get, ah, oh, my back's sore. Ah, I can be training too much, lifting too heavy, not enough stretch. But man, you have to do the work. Nobody wants to do the work, but they want the outcome. And that's why they're stuck in this cycle. I'm, I've got this issue of pride and I'm, I'm not willing to lose, to improve, but I want to be better. And they're yeah. stuck there. But something's got to give. Either you're going to stay like this and be unhappy for the rest of your life Or you got to start being uncomfortable and doing the job and doing the work. And that's the battle of life. And there's, no much, there's nothing better in jiu-jitsu than training someone that has the same mindset as you. Oh, man. Of like, oh. man, I, I, that's all I want right now. I'm 45. I, want, I, don't, I, I, I do have no problem in tapping. But all I want to do is train tapping for someone that's doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Mm. I don't want to be punched in the face, elbow in the... <laughs> Elbow in the mouth yeah. three times to then, you know, going up. I don't want that. I can't do that. That's not fun. You know? what, what you'll find is when, when you are a student who does the jiu-jitsu, who exchanges positions, guess what? All the higher belts want to train with you. So yeah. you're going to get the best roles exactly. to the class. And, it's and, gonna, and you're going to improve because you're of that. Improve. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If People you go crazy you, and you want to win and you fight for your life, guess what? You're brawling. Well, yeah. but, you know, higher belts, they don't They won't know. touch you. They no, won't they touch you. Take it 10 times You know, more. I don't want to risk getting injured rolling with a white belt who's, you know, going to kick me in the head 40 times and doesn't even realize he did it. Yeah. He's not doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah. He's, um, he's a, a pub brawling. So, yeah, correct. And the problem is, is that pride that you bring to make a pub brawl with a guy that's, you know, it meant, you know I mean? You, uh, you, you're a um, veteran of this stuff now. You know I mean? Doing for a long time. Man, why, why am I going to, like, I've been doing, I've already, all right, I did the phase of doing pub brawl. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do pub brawl anymore, man. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. 
if it's for a competition, if it's for comp training or something like that, all right, different story. Yeah, but, yeah. man, if I'm coming here to work on some skills and the guy's, my, man, ripping your skin off, trying to get you here and poking you in the eye and tearing your eyebrows out, like, man. But the bruises the- happen in training, but, man, it, nothing annoys me more is when they don't even... Like they'll kick you in the head for can't register, they can't, yeah. Well, they didn't even realize they've done yeah. it. It's like, man, that's how, crazy. Yeah, how yeah. are you not? Are you even aware of like what you're doing right now? No, nah, man. The only thing he's aware of is his pride, or she, or he is my oh, man. I'm beating my chest like the gorilla, and I'm making force, and I'm making yeah. power, and I'm gonna get you, and I'm gonna squeeze your neck, and I'm gonna rip your skin and scratch your face in the process without even realizing. And again, it's that same idea you said. Oh, that guy's that guy's the coach, or that guy's the black belt. And I'm going to do everything I can to win. And it's like, yeah, well, it's unlikely you're going to win, but you can try and you're still going to fail or you're still not going to have a good experience. You lost the opportunity. You lost the opportunity to apply yourself to learn. Man. Uh. And I get the thing that there's a time and place for doing hard training. There's a time and place for brawling. You want to brawl, man, enter a comp. Enter a comp, yep. go there and brawl with whoever you want. Yep. The guys are going to be the same weight, the same skill, man. That brawling will actually work because now the guy's the same skill as you. Yep. They brawl all you want. Make as much power, explode, yeah. punch the guy in the neck, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do whatever you want. But hopefully you've got a little bit of technique on the yeah, side, no, so otherwise you're not going to win. Yeah, you're probably going to lose. lose. But, yeah. but, man, that's the time to do that. Or you want to do comp training or you, you, you organize with somebody, oh, I want to train hard this one. Yeah, no problem. But, man, if you go there every day with that idea or that approach, you're going to waste your life. And, and nothing's going to happen. And no one will want to train with you. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard to exchange positions yeah. with higher belts who, yeah, don't want to, who just want to avoid you because yeah, yeah. you've got a reputation of being a brawler. So, yeah, um, yeah I think I think the, the best thing is as a student, you, you just need to come and actually use jiu-jitsu to, to, to like, to make the positions happen. Yeah. I, I, I've talked about this before, but I think people get caught in that trap because early on when they started, they brawled and they had success with brawling. You know I mean? They, mm. they get good at a kimura early or something like that. and They're, they're already physically, physically strong, stronger than someone yeah. else or whatever. Yeah. And now I just can rely on this. And the problem is, is you get caught in this like false, secure area. Like, man, you, it's not that effective. And yeah, but I'm a strong guy, man. And I get it. And yeah, all right, no problem. And that's going to last for three years. Or that's going to last for four years. It depends on your age. Maybe you're 35, man. That's going to last for two years, man. That's and it. it'll last to a certain skill level. And then when you, yeah, get to correct. A certain, and then when you start guys, getting guys who are better, they're just going to address that because mm. they're, going to, they're just going to... It's, it's a one-faceted approach to success. And it's not versatile. Yeah. You've got to have many different approaches. You've got to understand what this is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's difficult. I know it takes time. I know it's difficult, but man... This stuff gets me like get a bit uh, agitated, man. This is I, I get it, man. I get it. This is the the battle of jujitsu, the battle of your own mind. The battle of your own mind is the most difficult thing you're ever going to deal with in your life, and jujitsu can help you do that. It, it, it throws it in your face every day. You know when you feel bad because you lost. That's jujitsu telling you you need to fucking improve. Yeah. You need to get better. But the problem is, is people are like nah, nah, nah. I'll just yeah, whatever, whatever, eh, whatever. I would ever do that for long enough, man, you don't have a good outcome. Um, and, and yeah, and, and speaking, like uh, talking and actions are completely different yeah. thing, but people think by talking, they actually do it. It's, it's crazy to observe how people have uh, mismanaged these two things, you know, as comp- like yeah. I have a friend that's starting a diet and I, I said to him, man, you know, diet, like what are you doing? He's like, 
oh, no, 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 I'm going to start cycling every day. I said, man, what was the last time you got on a bicycle, man? Yeah. Like, it doesn't, like, stop, man. Don't bullshit, like, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, look, I, I was just going to ask you, Matt, like, what were you, like, um, just, you know, plans for the future? Do you have any plans for the future? Um, you know, I'm going to, you just, uh, please. Yeah, so I, um, well, I'm, I'm, I definitely plan to sort of focus, as I get older, focus on, on a career. Um, I met uni at the moment studying masters in finance so um i'm actively looking to sort of transition into a more finance role um, at the moment and then work in sort of equity research and things like that potentially for a bank or an investment an investment firm well that's that's the plan anyway um Mm -hmm. keep coming to jiu-jitsu see like nothing changes i got my black belt but i'm still here the same amount every week Mm -hmm. um and yeah just keep keep training keep exploring. I don't have any specific goals in, in jiu-jitsu. It's just, I think it's just a case of trying to uh, just uh, get better every day and just having the mindset of, of trying new things, being open to it and exchanging positions with, with good guys and you'll, you'll get the rub and you'll, you'll get better for sure. You know, you know this like pursuit for like self-improvement and stuff like that. Do you think that comes from jiu-jitsu? Does that come from you doing jiu-jitsu? Like are you forced into that through like the learning of this accountability or is there other like influences like other guys uh, from jiu-jitsu or, or, or other, you know, podcasts? I know a lot of guys like, you know, all these inspirational guys. Of, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, like I, I listen to some podcasts. Um, I've always been pretty driven, I, I would say. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to sort of do the best I can at things. Um and improve, but for sure, jujitsu sort of illuminated me to the fact that you know it's probably the the most difficult pursuit I've ever done, and it's given me the confidence to say if I pursue this and I am accountable and I'm a good mm. student, I'll get good outcomes. And then you literally apply that rule to whatever pursuit. Yeah, you it want gives to you do. confidence to have the same outcome. Well, that's right. So now I, you know I'm going through and doing my masters at the moment, and you know jujitsu for sure has has taught me discipline, and I apply the same principles as. I'm consistent with the work I do and I'm like, I'm doing the work that's assigned to me and I'm doing it, you know, I set myself a goal every week of I'm going to study X amount of hours. And at the end of the day, if, if you do that, you will get good results. And I'm literally applying the rules I've learned here to that. And then whatever pursuit I want to do in the future, whatever that may be, I think these, these like values are instilled in me. So it's given me the confidence to go, no matter what pursuit I choose in the future, if I apply these principles, I will get good outcomes. It's very similar to how I, I take my life. To. Yeah. It's really amazing. Like that's the jiu-jitsu values, right? Yeah. Like in, yeah. in, in your life. Yeah, the values you learn here can uh, literally... And that's, and that's the best thing about it is they're literally applied to whatever pursuit you want, to, you want to go down. Whatever path you choose, you do the work, you're accountable, um, you're a good student, you listen, you take criticism... And you and you apply it, you you will get good outcomes. And the funny thing about jujitsu is, is the criticisms in your face, man. Well, that's right. Self criticism. Yeah, like you, you, what, what happened here? Oh, damn! All right, better fix that. Or what happened? You don't even need a coach, man. A lot of the time, in terms of like telling you all the time, you're gonna figure it out on your own, or you're gonna stay the same. Yeah. Exactly. There's no there's no bullshit with it. Yeah. Like it's it works or it doesn't. Yeah. Like. Um, and we don't even have mirrors, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like I mean it's. I think like having Anton here as well, like that that's that definitely keeps it fresh and exciting because it gives you an appreciation of like what elite jujitsu is. Mm-hmm. So I get to roll with Anton, you know, basically every day I come in, mm-hmm. and um, 
you know, if if, I, if he wasn't there, you know, and I'm doing well against everyone else, I think maybe you could fall into the trap of like, oh, you know, I'm pretty good, like I'm good. And this Big and fish but, and a small tank. Well, that, well, that's exactly uh, right. And then you got Anton, you know, Anton, and you go, okay, there's yeah. there's levels to this, and you know, I'm I'm competent. I'm, I'm I feel like I've got good jujitsu, but then that know, there's, there's a gap. Better. There's a yes. gap, and and that's what that's also what keeps it exciting and I keeps agree. wanting to come down because you. You look at Anton and you go, okay, well, like, this is what is possible. This is the decision, the, the, the speed of the decision making, the reactions, the timing, everything is, um, and there's then levels to it and gives you appreciation of that. And then we have people with different games as well that actually put you in trouble on this yeah, puzzle. Yeah. That actually also is important, you know, like. That's the funny thing is, the yeah, more guys we have. Hard game, game to solve. Yeah, yeah. Hard, the more guys we have in knowledge in different areas, the, the more exciting it gets for people that have open mind, they want to learn and improve yeah. themselves. 100%. Matt, I just want to say one thing. Um, Paul, it's not a, it's nothing new like for us. We were always said between us, like many times, we're like, oh man, Matt's improving so much. Oh, Matt's great train with. I, I told you this before, like, um, I think you become one of the. Mm, best roles like in terms of fun and because you have that mindset that you do um you're also doing amazing work here with the the classes you know what i mean like it's been like a great feedback and you know like so my we can just say thanks to yeah, be in this journey with us yeah. you know what i mean like we really appreciate you um we really appreciate you like training as a training partner you know what i mean and i think we we're just having this mindset we you know the sky's the limit you know what i mean so yeah, I appreciate, obviously, you guys as well, um, having you guys down, you know, somewhere to come every day um, and train and then also just to talk to as well. It's just a great environment, I think, for anybody. Um, you know, it's it only really has its positives. It's just positives, you know, great community, great for your health, great for your mental health, physical, and then it also just gives you the confidence to sort of, you know, understand that, giving you the confidence in, in learning a hard skill that you can take into any pursuit, any other pursuit you want to go down. I think, I think jujitsu is looking back like on my life so far, I would say it's probably the most noble pursuit I've, I've gone. Like, I have absolutely no regrets with choosing this path. It's, it's been, it's been awesome. So mm. yeah, it's been great. And, um, yeah, just I'm so grateful that like I chose this club to walk into. Yeah, well, I'm grateful as a man instructor to get students and and people coming like with this kind of attitude, man. It's it's it's, it's very um, humbling to notice other people kind of like choosing the same kind of uh, you know adopting the same mentality or learning or, or benefiting in jujitsu the same way you have. You know, I mean, it's always beautiful to kind of notice, yeah. man. man. It's awesome. But yeah, man, thanks so much for being a part of the club, and thanks so much for. Coming on and doing the Thanks show. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, man. Was.